Louise, Neil, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to talk to you. Um, you both run Townsend Theatre Productions. Um, and what would be great is if you could give us a little bit of background about you, how you got here, uh, what your company does. Um, yeah, just, you know, give us a bit of background. We've got, um, well, before we set up Townsend Theatre Productions, we were both, both involved with theatre. Uh, in, in various ways. I, I was an actor uh, for, for, for years and uh, in all sorts of community theatre rep and so forth, West End and all sorts of stuff like that. So um, some 10 years ago we decided, and, and Lou, Lou was involved as a stage manager and also casting director, in both lots of, uh, lots of theatre experience going back years. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> we uh, we decided to set up our own company some ten years ago. We're both uh, young children, so if we if we set up a company um, to do a particular play and see how it goes, and uh, it went pretty well. So we did a we did a uh, did a version of Ragged Trousers Philanthropist for two actors. We figured we could do it, we could we could do it for two for for two actors, and then. Then and tour it, see how it went, and it went very well. So um, on the back of that, we've created more more new plays um, uh, over the last ten years in a community project. And so uh, it, it it's been yeah, it's just snowballed. You know, it's it's once the ball starts rolling, it just doesn't stop. So we've just kept going. Um, so we're and we're been fortunate. We've been you know, we've got uh, fortunate in terms of getting funding. So we've. Uh, um, gathered support from trades unions. Our, our work is very trade union based uh, uh, labour history. Um, it focuses on uh, individuals who, you know, who are very um, uh, inspirational uh, characters in their own right who have uh, changed society for the better. Uh, and um, so we've, we've had support from trade unions. We've also had uh, Arts Council support and so forth over, over the years. So it's, it's managed, that's managed to keep us keep us going. And, we're, and we've also employed plenty of actors, uh, designers, um, uh, 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 lighting designers, sound designers and so forth al along the way as well. So it's been it's been very successful from that point of view uh, as well. And Louise, what's, what's your background? I mean, Neil mentioned a little bit about your background, but how have you got to this point with Neil? Um, well, I started um, my career as a stage manager at, in, at the New Vic theatre in Stoke-on-Trent as um, when I was 17 um, and uh, I did my work experience there in the stage management department. I then went and did a degree and uh, yeah and then I went into stage management um, at the New Vic Theatre, went to the Belgrave Theatre in Coventry and worked there um, and then I decided I wanted to be a casting director so I then <laughs> worked um, with Pippa Alien Casting in the West End um, and worked on Lion King, We Will Rock You, um, I've worked at the National Theatre, uh, the Young Vic Theatre. Um, yeah, so I did lots of uh, work in the West End. Um, and then I had children. Um, so um, that meant that I couldn't be a casting director. Well, I could have been a casting director. And, and I did. I carried on. Um, but then I, I thought, well, OK, I'll, I'll be a, I want to go into teaching. So I, I taught for six years. Um, and during that time, I really, really missed the theatre, really missed it. Um, and I mean, I was teaching in further education, so I was, you know, I was teaching acting. But it, but it, um, I've always wanted to be a director. So, um, yeah, so I just, while I was, while I was teaching, I was only working part time. 
I'd started researching how to set up a company and and um, looking at the ragged trouser philanthropists and um, yeah and so we just I, I booked these venues and I, I remember the first venue that I booked which was uh, which was um, a Hartford theatre with Rhys Thomas and uh, the Met Berry took ragged trouser philanthropists as well so I had two and I was like and they are and the Met offered me eight eight hundred pounds. I was like, oh my gosh, wow! <laughs> that was, that's, a lot, that's a lot of money then. Yeah, it was two thousand. I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I had these two major bookings, and Reese Thomas had just uh, gone to Hartford Theatre, and he said, oh yeah, I'll give you some tech space. I was like, wow, I got a week's tech space for free. What? And and and, and I and and yeah, and I and I. And and we and we started Ragged Trouser Philanthropist at Hartford Theatre, and I remember it so well. And then we went to the lake, um, and we had uh, Fine Time Fontaine in it. And then we went to the lakes. Um, what's it called? The uh, Theatre by the Lake. Theatre by the Lake. Keswick. Keswick. And we ran there. Uh, we did a run there for a week, and then we went to. Uh, the, oh, we went to Glasgow Sits for a week. We went as well, to Glasgow Sits and sold out. This is with Ragged. It was just yeah, extraordinary. It sold out everywhere. It went. It everywhere sold out. it went, Ragged sold out. Mm -hmm. It was just okay. extraordinary. Why do you think that is? Because I mean, to... partly because of the book. I mean, the book's hugely uh, well known and uh, it's got a great following. Um, but also, I don't think that I'm trying to think. There's not been a production of it for for some time, for quite a few years. Um, I think everybody, you know. Um, Everybody felt uh, things got a bit complacent because we had, you know, we had thirteen years of uh, of Labour Labour government, and and so politically everything kind of just went a bit quiet. And it was, uh, it was, in a, in a sense, it was doing that show at that particular time with with a new with a new coalition government bringing in you know all sorts of manner of cuts and things like that. It was suddenly became uh, it suddenly became very very relevant. I think the reason why it was also successful was um, obviously the climate was right, but also it. I think in terms of political theatre, which is what we essentially do, um, it, it was entertaining. So not not only was it, um, you know, it wasn't dry. It wasn't. Um, this doesn't it, preach, does it? And it wasn't was on earnest, and I I don't because <clears throat> of my background and how I, I work. I don't I don't like that, and I don't. I don't think that's what we intend to do. It's 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 about entertainment as much as anything. Uh, yeah. About m as much as anything, and so mm. um, and so that's really really important, you know. Um. Give me an idea of the sort of the size of your company. Well, we made a conscious decision to do two handers, so everything we did was two actors, and those two actors would do everything. They would uh, turn up, they would set up, they would uh, light the show, they'd operate the show. So from the stage, so everything is operated from the stage, lighting, sound, just that uh, instruments of actor musicians, they do everything and then they pack up and that, that's it. So those two people do everything. And that's, that was the kind of, that was, that was the kind of thought, thought behind it. So it was, and it worked so well in, in, in our two handed version of ragged trousers that we thought we'd, we'd use it again and again. And it, and it, it does, cause what it does, it creates, it gives you, it gives you plenty of problems because only two of you playing all these characters usually and playing and doing doing everything, uh, but the fun is is in that uh, is in solving those problems uh, that you have to solve them in a very theatrical theatrical sort of way. Um, quite simply put, how has COVID nineteen affected you? 
<laughs> well, it's cancelled all our touring. As um, we've, I think we've since March we've done one show. So that's pretty good going, really. <laughs> it's more than a lot of other people, I think. Um, so yeah, so we've had to cancel our shows. We had to change what 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 we do and how we. Um, I think I think the first thing that we had to think about was um, obviously you have to you know the emergency funding came up so you you I've, we've spent most of our time applying for grants um, and um, trying to get that support which we we did which we were very fortunate in doing so that has meant that we you know we can rethink and restructure um, and I think uh, the way to go is is well from our for our companies is you know you need to be digital outside and and uh, and inside as well so you've got that whole umbrella of of um different ways that you can act people can access your work and i think that's really important that the audiences can still access our work mm. um in some form um so yeah so there's a lot of planning and a lot of restructuring and um from doing the pilot um um with live and local um I, we, you know we really realized that actually the health and safety we need a health and safety officer um especially if we're going outdoors and in um and indoors that that is you know it's, it's so important and we need a digital officer as well um it's it to be covid compliant and and to to access the audiences online um you know the we are the lions when we put that out uh, that was a film it was great it was a film of an archive yeah. It was a production we did uh, three years ago, and we, 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 we obviously we, we film our shows as just for archive, and uh, we looked at this, and it was, it was um, uh, there were two cameras involved, so there were two angles, and it was like, oh, we could do something with this possibly, <laughs> to turn it into a um, sort of you know a, a kind of online presentation of of you know uh, of our plays as part of the. Part of the yeah, money that we got from the Arts Council that that for um, emergency funding was that. Can I just, yeah, can I just go back to that then? The, yeah. the money you got from the Arts Council, like yeah. us, was for a specific project. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, that's right. There was three. There was well, three. we three projects we we did, didn't we? Yeah. So there's we we did we are the lions, Mr. Manager. We did uh, Daredevil Rise to Harama, which was an audio play. Um, and we we um, and we did um, um, a film um, about the Upper Clyde Shipbuilding um, working, which will be a live tour. So next year, next year or in autumn twenty twenty one. Which we've had to postpone. That's the other thing we've had to do. We had to postpone work as well. Um, but so we should have been on tour now with with um, the shipbuilding uh, Upper Clyde Shipbuilding show. Um, and we had all that booked. I mean, I had like 80 venues booked for this show and had to cancel all of that. And so that that's quite, that makes you feel quite um, upset. <laughs> yeah, obviously, when you're, you know, I mean, I didn't, you know, the venue's been great because they have like, I've said, look, we can't tour this till next autumn because it's, it's a co-production with Manchester University. And um, so they've said, OK, yeah, we'll put it into the autumn. But that means that we've got a whole year, you know, of where normally we're just doing one thing after another. So, yeah, we've got a whole year of prepping, which is good. It's made me rethink, re uh, look at what we do, how we go about it. Um, artistically, it's been good. I think um, I've, I've been able to look at um, 
lots of different things and have lots of different ideas um, because when you produce when you're a producer and a director it's it, it your head is always split um, and, um, and and that and so I've had time creatively to think about what I want to do you talk about a lot about the, the, the collaborative relationships that you've been able to establish yeah. what what do you think that's about how why have you been so successful do you think with that quite a lot of those people that go to the shows are you know may, might be trade union leaders you know so there's quite political leaders you know we have lots of mps come to see our work so it has um i think that's why in a sense yeah um, yeah we get those connections and with manchester university he you know ben harker was someone who absolutely loved daredevil yeah so ben harker um is the uh, is a is a, a lecturer in social history at manchester university his special interest uh is uh ewan mccall uh and also the Communist Party of Great Britain, and he's producing a book uh, this year uh, about the history of the uh, the Communist Party in 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 the in this country. And uh, he was really taken with our production of Daredevil Rides to Harama, the story of uh, Clem Beckett, the speedway motorcyclist who went to Spain and uh, and died fighting uh, fighting fascism at the Battle of Harama in 1936. So. Uh, ben Ben was really taken with our work and 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 obviously the subjects of the work. So he was really keen to su to, to support it, uh, and so he's uh, he's 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 uh, commissioned us to come up with a piece of work that com complements his work, if you like. So, um, and we 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 both decided um, to focus the next production on the Upper Clyde shipbuilders working. Of 1971, which was a, a huge, uh, a huge deal at the time. Uh, it was the the, um, the the government. This still sounds very familiar, but the government were just about to um, withdraw funds to the recently nationalised um, Upper Clyde shipbuilders in in uh, on Clydeside. So uh, the workers went, no, we we, we don't. We're obviously, we're, we, you're going to devastate the whole area. So we're going to not go on strike. We're going to work in. We're going to take over the yards, and we're going to finish the orders. And when they got the order books, they discovered that actually there was five year five years worth of orders that were going to be cancelled. So they carried on. They fin they finished they finished the jobs. They saved the yards. So, these, so the money you got from the arts council was for these three separate yeah. projects. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Right. My understanding was that there was an and you know there was a point at which those projects had to be done the yeah. money was spent yes. Yeah. yes yeah yes that in theory is sort of now isn't it yes yeah. yeah. we're yeah. just about to the film's about to be done now yeah. Yeah. yeah and we'll be all done but that so how do you feel in terms of financially then that that was kind of, that's the end of the project but unfortunately we're having a second wave now and it doesn't look like there's an end to this so how are you guys feeling in terms of kind of your the potential for more funding and more support well i i'm i think i mean i think the arts council have been actually quite good um if i'm honest i think i think they know the situation that that we're in um and I feel that they, I think they will support us, you know, with project grants. Um, they are very keen at the moment to to support the next phase through project grants, 
to reorganize your company they know the difficulties that we're all facing and i i think that's actually a fantastic insight on their part and actually it's important that you feel supported by the arts council in that way um so we reorganize we do some more small projects you know like i'm looking at outdoor projects for the summer next year um and and then we then i then apply for another grant for the, the tour you know for autumn 2021 um and you i think you have to just keep plodding on now i don't know whether we're going to get that grants for the arts i've put it in but who knows you know there's still always that <gasps> are we going to get it are we not going to get it you know it is you know it's a small grant but are we going to get it are we not and i'm always like oh gosh are we if we don't get that grant then you know i, I will start to worry a bit first of all i think it's really interesting because a couple of the other sort of companies i've spoken to have quite a different feeling about the funding opportunities um they feel that 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 money they got from the arts council was their lifeline that was it they feel that there isn't going to be many more opportunities for that however you seem to be um that that it seems to be much more a normal thing for you guys that 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 funding will come in and that you will find it i think we've got a because we've got the grant from manchester university that that has that has helped us do you think that's because the arts council really really loves the idea of collaboration and therefore if you've got if you're showing that you're doing this outreach and you've got these relationships established they're much more inclined to invest in yeah i think i think we've always been audience driven and we meet their new creative their new um structure yeah uh, really really well that, that that is in our favor we've got we've got commitments haven't we from from trades councils trades unions that that, that step in and act and become our promoters i think up until april there is a pot of money there and i think the, the arts council do want to help people i suppose for us we've had to we really struggled to begin with we didn't have any arts council money at all you know so we 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 relied on trade union money uh, for a long time i know. think everyone's going to be cautious from now on even even trade unions and the world of work is going to become the world of unemployment we <laughs> that's that's uh, inevitable and i think uh, trade unions are going to have, you know, have to respond accordingly so i think they're going to be to be honest they're going to be strapped right yeah uh, uh, so i think uh, i think our money from trade unions will dry up yeah, i think it will yeah Will you survive? Can you survive? Who knows? I mean, every it's 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 everything's up in the air, and it's so uncertain. Because unless until uh, we get a situation where the the virus is under control, where it's been proper properly uh, governed, where we're being properly governed, we're we're in we're 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 in no condition, any of us, to 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 continue effectively we will find ways because we are resourceful people and that's what that's what we've got on our side we're we're clever resourceful people all of us i mean you know and um we'll, we'll, where there's a will there's a way mm -hmm. but do you feel that there's a point at which you diversify to the point that you're just not doing what you want not doing what you're supposed <laughs> to do yeah yeah i think yeah. so i think that's what will happen yeah, yeah and yeah. i think and I, yeah absolutely and i think that will completely change 
I think I think our work will completely change anyway. I think we'll probably do better work. How have you been kind of, you know, emotionally, I guess, throughout this journey, both of you? So October has been quite tricky because I, you see the venues getting lots of money and <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds a bit weird, but you do. And, and I go, oh, hmm, okay. And, and, and so, I, so I think we, we've had money, but I, I just, is that going to trickle down? Is that money going to trickle down? I'm not sure. It's, it's to get them out of a situation well, yeah, of course it is. Um, that's really dire. Um, and I think I'm pleased they've got that money uh, because obviously otherwise our industry will die. It's not uh, but, but, but I don't know whether it's going to solve it. It's not going to solve everything, yeah. is it? And actually, just as we were talking, I suddenly thought, you know, we're all being asked to um, diversify, as I've said, and, and, you know, we're all thinking about outdoor theatre now and films and da da That is actually making it worse for the theatres because what we're doing is we're creating yeah. work where we don't need the theatres yes <laughs> yes exactly exactly yeah so actually it's kind of counterproductive yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah it is and I, but i th- yeah and it, it yeah exactly it's kind of tricky so lots of businesses that were very secure are suddenly insecure it's, it's it's not we're not creating art anymore we're we're proving viability there <laughs> it's mm-hmm. It's a change of emphasis, subtle though it is. Have you ever, um, either of you or both of you, um, and maybe not not just throughout COVID, but ever thought about changing careers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, you, it's you, too late for me to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, I've, I've been I've been a boat builder and I've been a barman and I've been a you know I've done lots of other things anyway. So again, it's not. There's nothing unusual to for for artists to do other things. I think it's it's to be. I've always felt actually it's always helped my um, my my uh, uh, acting work or anything else to have to have another to have another skill or another life or another you know it, it it's 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 good it's it's nourishing. I think it's good. I think everybody should do should do it anyway as a matter of course, but. But you, you should always be an artist first. Um, so no, I, 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 it's too late for me to think about doing anything else. Do you think? Uh, do you think this this pandemic has permanently affected our industry, or do you think we will get back to it at some point? I think we'll get back to it at some point, but I just think it's. Gonna, I think, I think it's going to be very different, and I think it will take time to get back to it. I think companies and and artists will um, start locally. I think the touring. Um, aspect might take a little while but i don't know you know i've got a tour booked in autumn 2021 and 2022 so obviously the venues want it that's a good thing you know um whether that can happen um you know it just depends i don't don't know you know i've booked it that far in advance hoping that it will be okay and hence the health and safety officer and hence the uh, you know did you know you've just got to be i think the health and safety officer is really important you know i think that um audiences feeling safe actors feeling safe will be a priority i think particularly you louise i think so you've had that kind of professional experience of the arts and i'm kind of admin base do you know what i mean yeah. it's yeah, yeah yeah you're not just coming at it from an artist's point yeah. of view no no you know the health and safety thing um 
I did a I did the first health and safety thing for COVID, um, alongside with because protocols, because with with because of with the rural, yeah, I wrote it up with for the rural touring circuit, and that got you know distributed it, and I thought, well, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I hadn't had that training. Um, no stage management that's a, a big problem actually for a lot of companies is that they don't have your experience you know they are just wonderfully creative artistic people yeah. who come to create something but actually they don't know how to do this stuff no, and no. it's terrifying it's terrifying to them and it's yeah. why they will give up i've always been very keen that i know who the audience is so quite i heard of, of, of a company that did toured their work but didn't know who their audience was. Whenever I tour, yeah. I have an audience in each area that I can contact. You can't rely anymore on the venues to get your audience. It's don't do it because mostly they're not they're not interested because they've been cut to the bone. They've got their their marketing departments are, are non-existent or they're part time. They just haven't got time to find an audience for your particular show, and they they work on the law of, of percentages. If if they've got if they've sold thirty percent or forty percent of the house for them, that's enough. And I always say this to young you know young companies. Okay, you've got a piece of work. Who is the audience for that piece of work? And 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 then then target those audience. If we went back to the right at the beginning of this, the beginning of lockdown, would you do? Would you have done anything differently? We were lucky we had an archive film. We were lucky because we'd recorded Daredevil Rides to Harama. Um, we, we'd recorded it as an audio play three years ago when we toured the show. But but it's very hard to get people to, to part with money for online stuff. It's so much free. This is a, this is a this is a so, massive this is a massive that's another a, massive it's a whole another issue. All these theatre companies, all these creators are now going crazy to get everything online, to get everything on podcasts. But who cares? I think people have had enough of it. Mm. You know the digital thing. People have ha had enough. Well, there's so much free, isn't there? Oh that's yeah, the I mean the national can... set it up like that, and really, I, I'm, I'm, they did, um, and so they could see you could see a national play over lockdown for free. Um, and for, and everyone else, you know, they've been putting stuff out for free. Mm. So it's 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 really kind of where where do you go from there? What's made you the saddest about the the current situation? Um, I think I just think lots of people out of work. Really, I, I, yeah, think, I think I think so. that's I think that's the worst thing is that you know you just all of quite a lot of really well loads people. of pe loads of it's a, people it's not out of one work. part of it it's not just the actors or the, the no, those people everyone. you see it's the the backstage people the the supply chain all the way down to um equipment hire those sort of you know yeah. um the venues having to shed um really good marketing staff or um, administration administration staff i mean with it's fine but you know have these theatres, having got the, you know, their their bit of money from the arts council, they probably won't re-employ most of these people. No. So, it's um, it's it's going it will have a tremendous uh, impact, I think. I don't, don't think we're we've we've quite seen it yet. What would you like your legacies to be? I mean, our our work is about, uh, you know, bringing uh, um, 
social history to life and and remembering um you know um history that is not always um read in schools or in books but you know people like jeb and Desai and you know uh um clem beckett who was the motorcycle rider you know that these mary people MacArthur. mary MacArthur, they they're major major people that aren't that people aren't celebrated, aren't celebrated and and that's and, and they're from <clears throat> you know they're from well <clears throat> you know even jimmy reed yeah, jimmy, jimmy reed. reed and jimmy early yeah. all those all those shop stewards they're, they're they should be especially now again their, their story is going to be so relevant with you know, they fought for the right to work and that's going to be a massive issue coming up mm. the the fight to stop unemployment but their belief i mean the, some of them were, were, were members of the communist party in in the 70s their belief was you 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 can get you can have that belief if you like but it's not going to make an ounce of difference unless you change the system and i think that's what's got to, that's what's got to be that notion of there is an alternative system has got to be brought back and if that means that artists are out on the streets they're having to go onto the streets artists should get out there and that should be their their core message in a way that actually this has to be um challenged not just not just the environment but it's the the system has got to change because mm. everything else will change uh over and beyond that so I, I also hope that people will start to work more collaboratively venues can't survive without the artists and the artists can't survive without the venues and i think that whole you know that i think there needs to be much more of an even keel and whether that will change i don't know but i i do really hope that you know that venues won't have as much to program do you know what i mean so they they will have to think you know okay well you know they've got to look they've got to be more creative about where they look for they look more locally for people yeah to work with to build up a yeah. relationship with they should they should be doing that i think and these these young companies these young artistic minds they 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 should be they should be looking to 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 bring them on i think venues yeah, should be kind of looking Looking, okay, well, what can we do here? We can work with people. Mm. We can work with art, with with young artists now to, to, uh, to pass on what we know. Um, to you know, to 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 help them along the way to share, because we, you, I don't think, I don't think artists can be an artist in a bubble. They can't just be doing art. They're going to have to find other skills. I think, and this uh, in the same way, the venues are going to have to kind of uh look to help they can they, i think venues can look to help in in that way by by um sharing their uh administrative skills with with artists i think like we were talking before about the fact of the, the you know how scary all this kind of you know planning and the um, processes and procedures and the health and safety you know these venues can be helping and supporting those yeah that and the bid writing and the you know which again is terrifying of course it is yeah yeah absolutely the bid writing you know the bid writing the all that kind of work instead of instead of like making them pitch for for yeah. that they should be there supporting those companies totally agree massively, massively. And, I think, and i think there are some theaters that do you know i yes, think there are there are yeah but you're right there's an enormous amount that are very much like right come on then what what, what do you got what you got for me yeah 
exactly. Louise Townsend, Neil Gore, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been absolutely brilliant. I've so enjoyed talking to you. Um, and I hope, we, I hope we can continue these conversations. It's very, very useful. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Gemma. <laughs>